from the corner at the lifeboat this Saturday morning and I trust the Lord will minister to you through his word today. Reading from Amos uh, chapter 4 and some verses together please. I have smitten you, verse 9, if you have a Bible convenient to you. I have smitten you with blasting and mildew. When your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, the power worm devoured them. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. You young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your horses and I have made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I have overthrown some of you as God has overthrown Sodom and Gomorrah and you are as a fireman plucked out of the burning and yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. Many of you will know that that is the text that uh, hangs there at the lifeboat corner on your way to uh, Arman, back to Dungannon. And that text has been there in one shape or form or another for 30 years. And I was just thinking the other day of how many people have read it and I'm praying that especially in these terrible days in which we live in, people will gaze upon it and think about preparing one day to meet their God. Verse 13 says, For lo, he hath formed the mountains and created the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness and treadeth upon the high place of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. And so reads the word of the living God. In 1865, the first bout of foot and mouth disease visited these islands. There wasn't one county in England that wasn't affected by it. Fires and infernos blazed and, and the hills and the fields night and day. People gazed uh, in thousands at the burning fires. Uh, people ran out of milk and cheese and butter and meat and money because the whole economy at that time crashed. The then evangelical Bishop of Liverpool, John Charles Ryan, wrote a book which I have in my study. Based on the godless magician's statement in Exodus chapter 8 at the time of the plague of the lice, when that magician stood forth before Pharaoh and said, This is the finger of God. This is the finger of God. J.C. Ryle said in that book that the nation that burned the martyrs was now burning. And powerfully and graphically and timely, he concluded that the pestilence, the malady, the pandemic that was bringing the nation to the knees was a direct result of the wrath of God upon a people who were so blessed 
and who had forgotten God. And I want you to remember this, that every storm of adversity and every ill will that blows upon a nation, a country or a people must be traced back to the omnipotent, sovereign acts of the Creator speaking to his creature. Nothing can visit us or nothing can touch us or nothing can harm us without God not only knowing it, but sanctioning it and sending it. Amos in another place says, Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord has not done it? Friends, whether it's a foot and mouth disease or the mad cow disease, or the avian bird flu or the swine flu, or the fires or the famines or the floods or the fevers, all of them is the finger of God pointing at a nation and calling a people to repent. Remember in Psalm 9 and verse 17, and God says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. This virus, this pandemic, this COVID-19, that's in the process of changing the course of the world and the church forever, is described in the Bible as a plague, a pestilence. Uh, Fifty times the word pestilence is found in the Word of God. And it simply means a deadly infectious plague that strikes at all flesh. The Lord sent them in the time pestilence and plagues in the times of Moses, David, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Amos, Joel, and in the New Testament, we have that tremendous incident in Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, where the Roman soldiers threw the Jewish worshippers in the temple and mingled their blood with the sacrifice, and the Tower of Siloam fell and slew 18 people. The Lord Jesus, speaking at that time, says that uh, uh, he brought it into the realms of repentance. He says, except ye repent, as a direct answer to that, to those incidents, he says, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. When immorality and idolatry and pride and rebelliousness reaches a pitch, then we are in trouble. I described it in other messages as the pot of God's wrath boiling over the spirit over Jeremiah chapter 1. The thunderbolts other thunderclaps from heaven in Psalm 78 and the roaring of the lion in Jeremiah 25. But my friend, listen, we never read of the wrath of God falling from heaven until God has exhausted every other means of communication. That's why he raised up the apostles. That's why he raised up the apostles, the, the prophets, early giving them messages with burdened hearts. That's why he raised up the judges, preachers and pastors and evangelists and indeed the very scriptures themselves. His purpose was that we and they might warn the house of Jacob for their sin and Israel for their transgression. It was only when the prophecy and the preaching and the pleading and the interceding ended, when all other ways of communication to get to the heart of men and women from a loving God, when all else failed, he reverted to this measure. Remember, he delighteth in mercy. Never in wrath, but he delighteth in mercy. 
He's a merciful God, and his long-suffering and his patience has been seen down through the years, even in our own problems, with men and women, and with nations across the world. God has been gracious. He has been patient with them, but his cup of iniquity has spilled over. Like it or not, or agree with it or not, the simple fact of Scripture is, this moment, the nations are under the wrath of God. We're invaded by an unseen enemy that slain thousands as I speak. What a sorrowful plight we are in. This was prophesied by the Lord Jesus over 2,000 years ago. When we're coming to the last days, he said, you watch out for these things. When you see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head and look up, for your Redeemer draweth nigh. James in his epistle says something similar to coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And Peter says the end of all things are at hand. My friend, the end of all things are very, very close. What things did Jesus say to watch out for? <coughs> Wars and famines, death breaks, nations rising against nation, men's hearts failing them because of fear, iniquity abounding, and on it goes, read Luke 17, read Matthew 24, and pestilences. And this is a worldwide pestilence. And that's an indication to me that it could well be the last one before, before the tribulation. This could be the last one before the rapture of the church. This is the touching of the flesh, which was the last plague that visited Egypt. Fred, we're in very, very dangerous days. We're very close to the coming of the Lord. You know that the foot and mouth and the swine and the flu and the famines and the fires and the pestilence and the floods didn't all hit the globe at the one time. This is hit at the one time. Every nation is reading from it this day. And if you're listening to me, or you're watching me today, and you're not saved, you're nothing short of a fool. And if you're still in your backslidden state after all you've seen and all you've witnessed in the last number of weeks, you're a double fool. Because you have tasted of the grace of God. Oh, I say to you, sinner, I say to you, backslider, flee! There's not much time left. He that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Oh, come to Jesus while there's time. We have no more guarantee of another hour. We're in dark days and deadly days, and the coming of the Lord surely is nigh. Why don't you seek him while he may be found and call upon him while he is near? Turn while the Saviour and mercy is waiting. Steer for the harbour light. How do you know that your soul may be drifting over the deadline tonight? Now I've been asked, and I'm sure there's many, many people been asked in these days, how's all this going to end? How's it all going to pan out? How are we going to get out of this? Well, Prince Charles was on, I heard him the other day there, he was the firstborn, he was struck with it, firstborn in the palace, and he made a, he made a statement that, the, and he said, this end the twill, end the twill. Now I don't know how it's going to end for him, but I know how it's going to end for me. 
I know how it's going to end for the believers and the people of God and the people who love Jesus Christ. We're getting out by going up. We're going up. Paul says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The Lord himself. It's not the angel Gabriel that's coming to take me out. It's not the seraphim or the cherubim that's coming to take me out. Jesus Christ is coming to take me out. Rapture me. Snatch me away. Some of these days. And he has a right to. Because he himself gave himself for me. On that cross at Calvary. Bless his lovely name. That's why I'm getting out. And whether it's the cancer or the coronary or the coronavirus, Leslie Armstrong and, and Armand used to say, these things are only God's limousine waiting, limousines waiting to drive us into the presence of the King. Hallelujah. I like that. We're going to see him face to face with Christ my Saviour. Face to face, what will it be? When I rapture, I behold him. Jesus Christ that died for me. Oh, my dear friend, listening to me, still wallowing in your sin. After all that's going on around you, after all you're seeing on your television, after all you're reading in your paper, and you're still in your sin. Oh, I say to you, wake, man, wake, and flee to Jesus Christ while there's time. Let me tell you with a heavy heart that you're not going up if you're not saved. You're going down. You're going down. That's what the Bible says. My prayer is, and Job, remember, Job 33 says, God says, then he is gracious on the heaven, saith, deliver him from going down to the pit. That's the direction you're on. You're going down. That was the way in the parable of the good smart. I'm sure you know, no, there's not many uh, people in Northern Ireland that don't know about the good smart. He was going down from Jerusalem. To, to, to Jericho. He has turned his back on the house of God and the things of God and he was going his own way and he was doing his own thing and he fell among thieves. Thieves. Oh sinner, listen, if you miss the rapture, if you miss the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to fall amongst the greatest thief of all. You're going to, you're going to amongst, fall against the chief of thieves and robbers and murderers the Antichrist in the person of the devil himself. You're going to fear him if you're not seeing Oh, how serious this is. He's watching every moment and he's waiting on the sidelines and he's ready to appear once the church goes. And you have to face him and you have to take his mark, which is 666 and you'll be hearing more of that in the days to come. And there'll be no help for you then. There'll be nobody with compassion then. There'll, 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 there'll be nobody to come near to you and lift you up there. There'll be nobody to pour in the oil which speaks of the Holy Spirit and, and the wine which speaks of the blood. My friend, the Spirit will be gone, the church will be gone, the gospel will be gone, all will be gone, and you'll be left on your way down. Oh, how awful that is. But then that text doesn't say going down, the direction going down, but it talks about the destination, the pit. Deliver him from going down to the pit. I say, oh, how sad this is. Tis a, tis a bottomless pit. Tis a waterless pit. Tis a, tis a weeping and wailing pit. In Luke's Gospel 16, we read of the rich man died, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, and being in torments, 
You can't torment his body. We read, we read that he was buried. His body is in the grave. But you can't torment the mind. And for all through eternity, you will remember the opportunities that you got to come to Christ. You remember the gospel messages and the gospel tracts and the radio programs and your praying mother and your praying father and you'll remember the meetings and you'll remember this meeting here today and you'll remember this virus how God spoke to you too and you weren't saved and alas you'll be lost. You're on a way down and your destination, the direction is down, no help, no comfort. Nobody to help you. It's too late. And the destination is, is, is the pit. And whosoever name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Hell has no exit. There's many ways in. But my friend, there's no way out. For there's a great gulf fixed. And there's no hope of getting out. And the rich man in hell never asked to get out. For he knew he couldn't get out. Then said he unto me, then said he, be gracious unto him, deliver him from going down to the pit. Ah, but listen, we have good news today. We have the best news that you ever heard today. God says, for I have found a ransom. This cure wasn't found in a laboratory. This cure wasn't found in a university. This found wasn't, wasn't, this cure wasn't found amongst the G7 and G8 leaders of the world. My friend, this cure was found at a place called Calvary. This cure was found by an eternal, loving God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul, writing to Timothy, says this, There is one mediator between God and man, who gave himself a ransom, a ransom for all. Christ died for all. Christ died for sinners. Christ died for you. And all you have to do now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, wherever you are, all you have to do now is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Come into my heart and save me from my sin. Like the man came to me and said, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to. I don't want to any more of this, the, the, this sin that I'm doing. I want to come to Jesus. Come before it's too late. It says in the book of God, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. And I will redeem them from death. And I can say and I can sing, I am redeemed, oh praise the Lord, redeemed from bondage free. I tell you, I have been ransomed, I have been redeemed by the greatest price that ever was paid for the man, for a fool's soul was paid for mine, for the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleansed us from all sin. He said, the blood maketh us, maketh atonement for the soul. Then he is gracious. Man, I tell you, we have a gracious, loving God in spite of all, with his arms outstretched in the net, calling you to come, calling you to come now, calling you to come before us too late. He's speaking through this pandemic. He's speaking through this vow. He's speaking and shaking and rocking the world. And men and women are dying now. It's time to come. Call out, call out, call out to Jesus now before it gets you this thing, before it takes you this thing. Come. Then he is gracious. He was gracious cross. Oh, he was gracious when he was in Gethsemane. He was gracious when he was at Gebatha and they were plowing his back. He was gracious when he was in Golgotha when they were nailing his hands and his feet. When they were crowning with the thorns and spitting him and bludgeoning him and mocking him and scandalizing him. And I tell you, he was gracious. Oh, the grace of God. 
the grace of God to you, my friend, goes out today from my heart. It goes out to you now. Will you come? Will you reach out and touch him? Remember you're on the way down. Remember the destination is the pit. Remember there's no hope for you once the church goes. Remember there's no oil, there's no wine, there's no blood, there's no cross, there's no meetings, there's no tracks, there's nothing for you, only hell and the mark of the beast upon you forever. Come! Come to this mighty Saviour. Come to the one who's outstretched his arm. Come to the one who says, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you. Come to the bleeding Saviour. Come to the risen Saviour. Come to the exalted Saviour. Come to the coming again Saviour. For some of these days, he's going to come again and take us out. Don't be left behind. Come to Christ. Backslide or come back. May the Lord bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us say we will pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we pray, Lord, that you'll bless, Lord, this word and that you'll make it real and make it mighty to people that many will turn to Jesus in these dark days. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the love of God. Thank you for the mercies of God. Thank you for your speaking. Whatever way you speak, Lord, our God, you speak to men and women about their souls. So accept our thanks and bless this word and bless this people for we ask it in the Saviour's name for our sake. Amen.